Check out the weather anytime at Mighty990.com. That sounds like a great morning to, to head off to Puerto Rico. I mean, after this last story, I'm like checking my LinkedIn. No, I love my job. I'm staying in KOM. Don't worry. I would only work at this radio station, believe me. Just wanted to make that very clear uh, because we do actual honest journalism and we, or we're not friends with the leaders of the city. I have no desire to be. But this story, I'm, I'm looking at it and it's so unbelievable. Again, this is the story where we spent $50,000 your dime to send these city employees down to Puerto Rico to recruit officers. Now, they did fill up the building. Maybe that's why the catering bill was so expensive. They spent about $15,000 on, on a big, lavish meal for the 300 attendees that were potentially going to eye a job in the Bluff City. And unfortunately, none of them signed the dotted line. So again, I'm, I have some more details on this report. Again, this was I'll, I'll give the Daily Memphians some credit because they went after the public records and they got them because this city wasn't going to hand over those receipts. But they got them and we'll, we'll share it with you in a second. But first, let's talk some national news because, my goodness, there is no short of topics as we are right around the corner of, I guess, primary number two. The first one was a caucus. Tomorrow is New Hampshire. Let's go right now to the phone line. Steve Gill joining us from Middle Tennessee. Are you guys thawing out over there, my friend? Uh, it'll actually get above freezing today and over the next couple of days, kind of like uh, what we've got coming in Memphis. A little sunshine should start to melt this stuff. But by the way, I'll go ahead and make the proposal without even talking to you, Ben. Uh, Memphis can send you and I to Puerto Rico for a week for twenty-five grand, and I bet we can do just as good. Oh, for sure. I mean, if you look at this report, Steve, listen to the people that they sent. They sent several bilingual employees, although I'm not bilingual, are you? Um, so might not check that box. None of them, though, were the heads of their departments. And only one was a deputy director. <laughs> so they had no idea, Steve, what they were doing. Now, shock, color me surprised that we didn't recruit anybody. But uh, yeah, Memphis wasting money. Is that a headline or is that just a, a footnote? That, it's another, uh, it's another day on the morning show, my friend. So let's talk about some news that broke. Some different news. Now, I jumped on my laptop to get ready for the show yesterday around noon, and there was reporting that sources close to the DeSantis campaign were leaking that he was going to drop out of the race. And I said, there's no way. There's absolutely no way. Not after all the rhetoric we heard from Ron DeSantis, where he said after the Iowa caucus, we got our ticket punched. We're headed to New Hampshire. South Carolina will do well. And then about 30 minutes later, this happened. Take a listen. Accordingly, I am today suspending my campaign. I'm proud to have delivered on 100% of my promises, and I will not stop now. It's clear to me that a majority of Republican primary voters want to give Donald Trump another chance. They watch his presidency get stymied by relentless resistance, and they see Democrats using lawfare this day to attack him. Well, I've had disagreements with Donald Trump, such as on the coronavirus pandemic and his elevation of Anthony Fauci. Trump is superior to the current incumbent, Joe Biden. That is clear. I signed a pledge to support the Republican nominee, and I will honor that pledge. He has my endorsement because we can't go back to the old Republican guard of yesteryear, a repackaged form of warmed-over corporatism that Nikki Haley represents. The days of putting Americans last, of kowtowing to large corporations, of caving to woke ideology are over. 
Your response to that and follow up to that. What do you think happened with that campaign? Because he was expected to be a, a, a nominee. Yeah, just uh, 24 hours after promising to go all the way, he does his Harry Houdini vanishing act and immediately uh, endorses Trump, which I think was the right move. It was just six months too late. I mean, the path for him, uh, kind of like when Chris Christie announced that the path he, you know, forward, he didn't see it. Neither of them had a path, you know, six months ago after Donald Trump was, was kind of sweeping the field and, and making it clear that he was uh, going to likely be the nominee. I think DeSantis has hurt himself for four years from now, because four years from now, either Joe Biden is term limited or, or Donald Trump is not going to run again. He had a open field had he got in, kind of laid the groundwork and then endorsed Trump. Uh, now I think he's really hurt himself about four years from now. And I think Nikki Haley is doing the same thing. I think she's hurting herself for any kind of future run. Four years is a lifetime in politics. So there'll be other people that will emerge as, as strong candidates on both sides of the uh, aisle. But I think uh, DeSantis ended up hurting himself by not doing this, uh, you know, months yeah. ago at the very yeah. least. His advisors around him really messed him up. And that's a shame because he is a good governor. I, I don't think anybody would disagree with that. But he should have waited. Someone should have said, this is not your time. The The challenge of being able to steal Trump's base away from him is impossible. And we saw that happen in real time. Here's the thing that people don't understand about Trump is people, you know, He's going after everybody that used to work for him. Or one day he likes you, the next day he doesn't. Well, that is how Trump has acted for years and maybe why he's one of the most successful businessmen we've seen in the last 50 years. Because here's an example. He has been calling Ron DeSantis, Ron DeSanctimonious, or Meatball every single day. As soon as DeSantis drops out, endorses number 45, Trump completely drops the name. He was asked about it by a local reporter from a local reporter. And here was President Trump at a campaign stop in New Hampshire. He said, will I be using the name Ron DeSanctimonious? I said, that name is officially retired. (laughs) That is how this guy operates. And we need someone like that as we go against the Democrats here in a couple months. He's going to hit you with all he has. If you're with him, he's going to uh, uh, be gracious, as he was with Bergam, as he has been with Ravaswamy, as he has been with Ron DeSantis. Uh, you know, I think, uh, again, it is, it is pure Trump. And I think moving forward now, the big questions are going to be, who's, who's going to be the VP? And, and I love these political pundits, Ben, who don't know anything that they're talking about, talking about a Trump-DeSantis ticket. Uh, they need to take a glance at the Constitution that says if you've got two candidates from the same state, you give up the electoral votes from that state. They yeah. can't afford to give up Florida electoral votes. And, and there are some that say, yeah, but, but uh, one of them could move. The uh, Santos is governor of Florida. He can't move without leaving that. And where would he go? Uh, and Trump is not going back to New Jersey or New York. It's, it's a non-starter. It's not going to happen. And I think as we head into the next few weeks when the speculation about the VP slot intensifies, keep in mind that those who know usually aren't talking and those who are talking usually don't know. So you're going to hear a lot of different names thrown out. Uh, if you're hearing them from, quote, insiders in the Trump campaign, I would pretty much discount that until Donald Trump announces it. Mm, all right. So this is interesting, and I'm glad you brought up the VP slot, because a lot of people are eyeing a few different people. I know there was a report, a report we talked about last week where Elise Stefanik is allegedly 
on the the top of the list. You've got other people that have been floated. Governor Kristi Noem out of the state of South Dakota. Marsha Blackburn, though, making some headlines over the weekend. Breitbart actually sat down with her and addressed some speculation that she could maybe be Trump's VP pick. And this is interesting because after Ron DeSantis dropped out, here's what she had to say. Good on Ron DeSantis, and I'm ready to go quote, for allowing us to unify. Your turn, Nikki Haley. Now, she did not roll it out when Breitbart asked her, and she said, we need to do everything to make sure Trump beats Biden. And here's her exact quote. And if the president asked me to do something, I'm going to do it to make certain that he wins, to make certain that we get this country back on the right track. What do you make of that? Um, I think you don't ever discount it. I mean, it's a... uh uh, a benefit to you to even be mentioned as a potential vice presidential nominee. Uh, I don't think uh, that uh, that Marsha gets the, the nod. I don't think uh, Nikki Haley does. Nikki has already said she doesn't want it. Trump has said he doesn't want her. Uh, you know, you've got folks that were in the race like Vivek Ramaswamy. There's some talking about him. I think he ends up, you know, in a, in a cabinet spot, not as the VP. He's too much like Trump. Uh, it doesn't have that track record of loyalty to Trump. That who would you like? You're to. a politico, man. I mean, who would you suggest if you were in the ear of the president? I know I'm putting you on the spot, but who could he get that would maybe bring in some moderate, moderates, some of those suburban moms out there? Uh, just across the river, uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Oh. Uh, she's a governor doing a great job. She has the absolute trust of Donald Trump. She is not too pretty like... Uh, uh, Nikki Hay, or, or like uh, Christy Nome, she's not uh, uh, kind of uh, unattractive like other potential candidates. Uh, just, <laughs> as, as the as the word on uh, on little, uh, uh, Goldilocks and the Three Bears, she's just right. She has absolute uh, trust from Trump. She is not um, somebody that's a firebrand. You know, she's always been calm and cool when she was press secretary, and she's doing a great job already as, as governor. Whether she would want it or not. Again, I think it's kind of like Marsha Blackburn says. If the president asks you to do a job, uh, you're you're pretty much going to take it. And she would be in in a midterm uh, for her race, so she doesn't have to give up the governorship to, to do it. Unlike a Marsha Blackburn, who is running for re-election for the U.S. Senate right now, would presumably have to give up her seat to uh, to take the VP spot. And I don't see that happening. Mm. All right, going to leave it there. Gil, uh, Steve Gill, appreciate your analysis this morning. You can follow Steve on X at The Gill Report. Steve, be warm. Enjoy those temperatures above freezing and thaw out, my friend. We'll talk to you on Thursday. We'll talk to you then and get ready for the rain. Pull out the umbrella. I know. Parker. I know, I know.